0: Welcome, all of my creepy crime connoisseurs. This is Casket Case, brought to you by the Mystic Sisters. I am your middleest sister, the one with all of the brains and equal humor, Anna. Our oldest and most bougie sister, Chelsea, is not with us tonight due to technical difficulties. But we have a special guest with us, your storyteller, the mother of madness, and our actual witchy mama, Debbie. (laughs) Okay, let me just start by saying that we have just spent the last two hours trying to figure out how we can record with the three of us in one mic. Long story short, we can't. And I simply just did not have the equipment to accommodate all three of us um, as hard as we tried. With multiple computers and mics and headsets, the universe was was not having it tonight, guys. So uh, it is just me and the witchy mama who come prepared with her notes. And she's going to walk us through a case that is very personal to her. And she can explain to you guys why. So without further ado, we'll go ahead and let her kick it off.
1: Thanks, guys. (laughs) So yes, this one is very personal to me. This was probably my first introduction into... Just being pissed off about something that was happening in public life. And I was 13 when I first found out about all this. And this was in your
0: community.
1: This was like a local case. It it was. It was actually just um, a couple of towns over from where your grandfather had retired in Ocean Springs.
0: Now, did it make news? Like relatively, oh, yeah. Okay, All of Mississippi.
1: Okay, so state. It was at least state- statewide. Yeah, okay. yeah, statewide. Everybody was talking about it. Okay, um, so what do we have? So, Set the scene. So we have Jimmy Lee Gray. Um, he was born September twenty fifth, nineteen forty eight, in Whittier, California, to James and Ver, uh, James Gray and Vernon Smith. I tried to find out exactly when they had moved to Arizona. Um, I could not really find anything on that. But when Jimmy went gray. Is when, that the, what they called him? I, I don't know. He just really just soured my stomach. So I'm tr- still trying to be comfortable with calling him Jimmy. That sounds that's um, gross. <laughs> but when he was 18... He was in Parker, Arizona. And at that time, he was dating a young girl named Elda Louise Prince, who was 16. She was born November 8th, 1951. And they were dating, he was 18 at the time. He was very close to her family. They used to take him in when things at home got bad. And then on January 5th, 1968. They were walking home from school, which Jimmy always would walk her home to her house. Mm-hmm. On this particular day, they got into an argument. I only found one article about that the argument was she made. She made a comment about his junk and that he couldn't get it up. Oh, now that may be significant later. On what happened to the one that I knew about. Okay. But it angered him so much, he started beating her. So, okay. Were you able to find anything on his home life? Because it sounds like maybe it was a bit tumultuous. Not a whole lot. He just, from what he said. But I never found anything Uh, about actual facts on what it was like. It's just comments that he made. Right they were walking home they got into an argument he strangled her and then slid her throat holy shit he killed her yeah he killed holy fuck
0: i was yeah. not expecting that i'm sorry wow i thought this was just <laughs> gonna be like okay he beat her and then like no this he, was the
1: start no he oh my god in her, public um on on their road the way from home. walk home yeah holy fuck so he just had a knife with him I guess he did. Like a yeah. a pocket he carried knife? Or a knife. I know he, at one point, he had dropped out of school. So, um, I don't know. I couldn't find out for sure if he was in school at the time. Or it's probably just... like jump started that. Like, if he wasn't <laughs> like dropped out at this point, he is now. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. He, he was kind of a bad kid. I mean, and he was a troubled kid. And eldest dad would tell, would try to tell her to stay away from him. He did not like Jimmy Lee Gray at all. He just even had, though they took
0: him in and tried to care for. Well, him they and stuff, took they him still, in, but I don't
1: think they trust him. Not with their daughter. Right. Um, they tried to tell her, you know, um, when her dad found out about it, her dad was not okay with them being boyfriend and girlfriend, right, being together. So yeah, he slit her throat and he threw her in a ditch. And fuck, when dude. Elder Louise did not come home from school, her parents got worried. Yeah, went to try to find her, he actually assisted in searching you for her. Sh- shitty
0: fuck! What a uh, shit fuck!
1: No, oh, we cuss on this podcast. The police Mom, suspected sorry. him right away. Oh no, that's—I mean, I know that, but <laughs> yeah. Where do you think you guys got it from? <clears throat> I'm, I'm aware.
0: <laughs> Grandma um, used to say that your favorite word was the
1: F word. Oh God, she yes. used to
0: say that That's moms
1: all the time. <laughs> yeah, your grandmother never cussed. She um, said fuck
0: one time, and it was in reference to cancer.
1: Right. <laughs>
0: I think that she like, damn. And <laughs> I
1: think we actually, we goaded her into that one. You that did. That forced. You, yeah. And we made her take a picture with the shirt on, flipping the camera off. Yep. Um, That's the wildest she's ever been.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep.
1: Um, okay, sorry. The police actually zeroed in on him right away. Okay, and they just suspected because he's him. got a bad vibes. Bad vibes. Um, the fact that he always picked her up from school and would walk her home, and yeah. nobody, everybody witnessed him doing that that day.
0: Right. Yeah. So
1: they they zeroed in on him right away, and eventually he he admitted to it. In he interrogation. Would, yeah, he. That's the one thing is that he. <laughs> He never, and I'm sorry guys that I'm laughing about this, but he, he was such a dipshit. It never took very much to get him to break either of these cases. So he, Was it
0: because he was like a pussy or was it because he was like proud of his crimes or that he just didn't care and didn't care about repercussions?
1: I don't, I don't know. I don't think he, I don't think he cared. Oh. You know, um, I think he he knew he was doing wrong. He knew it was wrong. Um, But he didn't... There was no compassion. He didn't know how to stop. He didn't really... He's a sociopath. Yeah, pretty much. He didn't know how to stop himself. So he, he was convicted. He got second degree murder, 20 to life. Served seven and got on parole. Got off on parole. What was his minimum? 20 to life. Twenty, and he served seven, and was paroled on what account? Um, I think overcrowding had a lot to do. Mother fucking that. overcrowded. <laughs> I knew you would love that one. I'm
0: so mad.
1: <laughs> I, I listen to these podcasts every time they come out. And so when I was doing the research on this one, I, I laughed. Yeah. I, was, I was like, she's going to love this. Um, so, yeah, it was for overcrowding. Now, the presiding judge that sent him to prison went to the courts and fought to keep him in. Good. He fought it. But I guess... At some point, he just really didn't have enough weight to say, look, guys, you're not letting him out. Yeah. You know, eventually they were like, yep, yes, we are. And so they let him out. At some point, and again, I couldn't find out exactly when they moved to Mississippi. Now, once he got out, he was actually good. He didn't get in trouble for two full years. Wow, good for him. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So, wait, do you know what his dad
1: did? Because they, they seem to moving sh- a little bit. Yeah, I'm not sure what his dad did. Okay, I was just. I, I, I tried to find. I found so I found a Jimmy Lee Gray Senior, but I couldn't find enough to, a hundred percent say, say it that was, was, him. was him.
0: Yeah, and it gets difficult the older you your cases. Is. This isn't necessarily an old case because we've done. Much older than this, but the further back you go, the harder it is to dig up things like parents and their information because the stories aren't about them.
1: Right. Now, I did find, I found the transcripts from the interrogation on the second oopsie that he did. That's
0: fucking crazy. I can't I believe it. I still haven't been able to figure out how to crack that nut as far as getting actual transcripts or police documents or court yeah. paperwork, anything.
1: Was, this so was just all like of my a, stuff is it basically on, was like almost like a law, um, like a, a law journal or something because they were going through the minutes and all that. And once you kind of sifted through that, and just kind of going through it and like, oh God, I don't know if there's any of this information that I'm actually going to be able to do anything with or make any sense of because mm-hmm. I'm not a lawyer. I don't understand this jargon. jargon. And there it was the transcripts. And I was like, oh my God.
0: Yeah, because at some point, like <laughs> in the middle of of all of that legal jargon, the meat of the legal document has to be his confession. Yeah. His words, because they make you write that out. Right. And that was what you found. That was what was included. That's mind blowing. That's
1: crazy. Well, they did go to, um, they went to Mississippi. They resided in Pascagoula, which is literally, I, I, I say I grew up. In Ocean Springs, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the first place that we had actually lived at more than two years. And from my recollection, and I haven't been there since the mid-80s, it was Biloxi, Ocean Springs, Gulfport, Pascagoula. Okay. So it was literally Just two, two towns, towns over. over. He, uh, he resided at Captain Grant Apartments. And he lived there with his girlfriend, Sue. Now, everything kept saying, you know, girlfriend, but never mentioned her. Transcripts, he mentioned her by name. Okay. So that's the only reason I know what her name is. <laughs> okay. And they had two cats. Now, um, this case does in, uh, involve a toddler um, so, just kind of a trigger warning out there, y'all. This, this is, she's, she was three years old.
0: Uh, uh, okay. Um. Oh, God, I thought the, this, I thought Sue was gonna die.
1: No. Oh, no. Her name was Duressa, Duressa Louise Scales. And she was born June 8th. June 8th? June 8th. That's the Bougie sister's birthday. Yeah. June 8th, 1973. And this happened June 6th, or June 25th, 76.
0: Literally right after her birthday.
1: Literally just less than two weeks after her birthday. She Um, she was
0: barely three.
1: Yeah. Her parents were Richard and Deborah Scales. Richard was a millwright, which I kind of looked that up to kind of figure out what the heck that was. He was just kind of like, um, kind of like what my son-in-law, your your brother-in-law, um, Sam does. He, he machinist type thing. He worked on stuff. And oh, o-
0: Onyx is Sam. Yeah. yeah, like well, he's more like a welder.
1: Yeah, yeah. He was a um, blue collar guy, okay. and Deborah was. She was a housewife. She was a stay-at-home housewife. Duressa was the only child they had. I can imagine. And so, basically, this all happened June 25th, uh, about 4.30. For whatever reason, Duressa was sent outside by her mother and told to come back in in 10 minutes. Okay um okay
0: like just go play yeah let me finish folding laundry or something like
1: right and and you have to remember back in the 70s early 80s that was normal yeah this was literally mid 70s not even early 80s um you know but i'm just saying you know in my my time my growing up this was normal you know this was the age of go outside and play they'd send you outside, you know, parents would send their kids outside literally right after breakfast and say, be home before the street lights come on.
0: Come back for lunch.
1: Yeah. You wouldn't see them all day. So it, it took me back a little bit, but then I had to realize that's the way things were back then. It was just, it was safe or so we thought. So she didn't come back she searched everywhere. People had said they had thought they saw her get into a red car. Um, she was out there playing with Jimmy Lee Gray's cats, and oh, you they. Fucker. Um. The when the police showed up, they searched all the apartments. You know, people let them come in their apartments and look for her, see if she maybe had had hidden away somewhere. So the scales family lived in the same apartment, apartment complex,
0: complex as Gray. Yes. Okay.
1: Yep. They lived in the same apartment complex and she used to go play with his two cats. She's she, done this before. Yes, yeah, She had gone over there and played with them oh, and f- everybody f- knew. Yeah. Everybody knew he had the cats he, and he would let the cats come out and she'd, in the little courtyard out in front of their apartment complex, you know, they, she'd sit out there and play with them. So... They searched all apartments. Jimmy was not at home at the time.
0: Oh, I wonder where he was.
1: <laughs> well, funny you should have. They found him at Colonel Dixie Hamburgers where Sue worked. Okay. And he said, when they questioned him about it, he said, I seen her. I don't know what happened. I didn't know anything. I have no idea. But, yeah, I saw her out there. Let me ask you one quick question. What color is his vehicle? Red. Wow! <laughs> yeah. I am shocked. So, so they, they, they read, now this is the funny part. They read him his Miranda rights mm-hmm. and said, come back and show us where you saw her. He said, okay. They read him his Miranda rights. Right. Without arresting him? Right. They, um, that's yeah. odd. So they, they read him his rights, said, go back, let's go back and show us where you saw her. So they go back, um, they, he showed her. They said, Can you mind letting us see your apartment? Let's go in. Yeah, sure. Again, he's not the brightest knife in the, Ooh, in the package.
0: We love a dumb criminal. Right. <laughs> Yeah, this podcast <laughs> podcast literally thrives on them. there. are
1: our bread and butter. So, he lets the police in. They go in to check his apartment. They didn't really find anything other than he, they found some wet jeans. Whose? His wet jeans. Okay. Completely wet. He had no explanation of why his jeans were completely wet, but in the um, dirty clothes hamster oh. bucket bucket.
0: You want to you want to try that one again?
1: <laughs> the bucket, bacon. <bucket>, <laughs> okay.
0: So his wet jeans were in the hamper.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, were in the hamper. They asked him because they were soaking wet.
0: So they like, weren't
1: just damp; they were right. soaking wet. And they, well, what happened? And he really didn't have an answer for it. They mentioned that, hey, you know, there there were witnesses that said. They saw her get into a red car, and they were pretty sure it was you. Asked him, do you want to come in and make a statement? Sure. So, he went, he went in. They read him his Miranda rights again. Second time. Okay. And then took the statement. He says, has no idea, had no idea, where. You know, nothing. Okay. They ran his name in the system and got a hit. From Elder Prince, uh huh, and saw that he had been convicted of murder. No, shit. so <laughs> that's not
0: one like okay, we parole they you. Come that's not
1: one again. Read him Miranda rights third time, okay. And he would not cop to anything, he was just they didn't have anything on him, they it was just a gut hunch, yeah. They get him, they have nothing on him, they have to let him go. They get him in the elevator, they're going down the elevator to walk him out, and he says, and I quote, oh my god, 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 here we go, <laughs> what did he say? You thought you got me, but you didn't. If I take you to to her, will you help me? He said, if I take you to her, will you help me? Will you help me? (laughs) Help me what? (laughs) The the two detectives were taking him out, looked at each other, and looked at him and made him repeat it. And then you're like, back in the elevator. Okay, let's go back up, boys. (laughs) They didn't go back up. He said, take us to her. They never promised to help him.
0: Oh, never. you sneaky little cop fuckers. Well, no, they probably don't fuck with the cops, but... Right. Oh, no,
1: no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> they never promised him anything. That was one of the things that um, Jimmy Lee Gray's lawyer kept saying. Well, you promised. you. Pro- no, we didn't promise anything. Nothing. We just said, where's she at, Jimmy? And... Oh. So, he takes them, he gets in the car, takes them to the bridge over Black Creek, 30 miles from Pascagoula. He drove her 30 miles out. What the? Why? He's a sociopath. was oh. <laughs> crazy.
0: But to do all of that and then to turn around and be like.
1: Okay, yeah, I did it.
0: He um, literally steps away from exiting the police precinct. Oh, Lord. <laughs> this man gives me heartburn.
1: Yep. Okay. So, they asked her, asked him what happened. And he said that, well, we were out just driving around, just talking. Okay, this is a grown-ass man talking to a three-year-old? Come on. I mean. <laughs> no, okay, listen. <clears throat> One of the things that I tell the kids
0: constantly, constantly, there is not an adult in the entire world who is going to need help from a child. There is no adult who has lost a puppy, who needs directions, who has a question, who's going to direct it at a child. Not in today's, like, we yeah. have Google. Right. We have tracking apps. We, if you have a question, you ask your phone. You ask, you call and phone a friend. There's mm-hmm. nothing an adult will ever need to stop and ask a child. If someone stops to try and talk to you, run the fuck away. You scream and you take the fuck off. Yeah. And even if it doesn't, like, turns out that's mom's friend, don't give a shit. Right. If you don't know them, how even if you do know them, if it's not me, run away.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, she... She had gone and played with his cats before. And And I have no idea what it was that he told her. lured her in. I guarantee you, and I'm willing to put everything I have on that, it didn't take much. No. Because she thought him as a nice man. But
0: also, three. Like, barely three. Right. Like, you can convince Bean to get in a car and I like... I mean, she's six, but you say cat, done. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. Right. Like, she's a baby. It's not going to take much. Yeah. But what does a grown-ass man need from a three-year-old? Conversation is unfulfilling. Trust me. They talk (laughs) in circles and they babble.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He told her, "Yeah, she was crawling on the rail of this bridge, and she fell over."
0: Oh, you fuck!
1: And that's that was his story for a while. So they bring out the dive team, and I mean, well, you know, bring which this kind of confused me. They said they, well, yeah, they brought out the dive team. Um, It was the water was only twenty feet deep. It wasn't like it was huge, you know, sure, but. And the divers go in. They search for her for an hour and a half. And it actually wasn't them who found her. It was a bystander who had a spotlight on his truck. Huh? And he was flashing the spotlight around in the water. The divers are going down. So is this running water? It was a, um, it wasn't like, it wasn't a lake. It, w- it was a like creek. Okay. But it wasn't... I don't think it was... Maybe not it running, was over, but maybe standing. Yeah. Yeah. Like a big-ass ditch. <laughs> right. This was... I guess it was a, a river. Yeah, it was a black bayou. It was a... Oh, it was a bayou. A bayou. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, so, it was the spotlight that actually caught... Saw her red clothing that she was last seen wearing. Oh, and they hollered at the divers. divers went over and they, they got her. Um, so she'd been she thank God hadn't been down there long. but now his story was always she was climbing, she fell. I mean, why? You? I don't know you, but me, I had jumped in. She fell. I'm going to jump in and get her out of the water.
0: But also, why are you letting a three-year-old climb on the rails Deadly. of a bridge?
1: Well, I mean, it was all bullshit anyway.
0: Clearly. Just um, saying.
1: So they returned to the department, and they read the Miranda yet again to him.
0: So let's uh, tally this back up. Four? Are four. we at four now?
1: We're at four times. Okay. He was read the Miranda rights. He gave the statement. Said that the last time he saw her when she fell over, or the last time he saw her, she was alive and well before she fell over. They did the first statement they took, he never signed it. The one they that, filled it out, and he said, Yep, she was alive and well. He never signed it. The
0: first statement they took of him saying, I don't know, I, I saw her at the apartment. Yep. Yeah. And then
1: he... He never signed that. Okay.
0: so They this took is the a second,
1: second statement. We're on statement two. Right. Okay. Um, they taped it, and he did sign that one saying that she was alive and well
0: okay. when
1: before she fell over. But in the interrogation after they do number four, Miranda writes,
0: uh-huh.
1: he tells them... <laughs> And I quote, this guy is so dumb. He tells them that he never stuck, quote unquote, never stuck his finger way up in there. Huh? Yep. Yeah. Um, in the auto- autopsy, they found that her hymen ring was bruised and there was a little bit of blood. But he swears he never stuck his finger way up in there. Jesus fuck. When asked... Did he touch her behind? He said he never touched the anal area. Okay. This is where I have to take a deep breath. The pathologist testified at his trial that the anal canal was wide open, which meant that he had either penetrated her or Penetrated her with something before or immediately after death.
0: Oh, you
1: fuck! Yeah. Now here's the thing that I have no, I have no solid proof. This was the rumor that was going around that I remember at the time. Okay. Um, that he did rape and sodomized her. He stuck. He he shoved her underwear. Down her throat. Um, the rumor was is that the sodomy came from a tree branch.
0: Oh, Jesus.
1: Now, I don't know if that's true. I don't know. I could not find anything on it. But I do remember that was the thing everybody talked about. And then he thought she was dead when he strangled her. She was not dead. He walked off. He heard her moaning. So, he comes back and shoved her face down in some mud in this ditch. Yeah. Until she suffocated.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: The autopsy also showed, and this is where I bring back his earlier girlfriend, Elda, Mm -hmm. and the comments that she supposedly made because the... The medical examiner said that there were two chemicals found in her that you find in, um, in semen, but there was no sperm. So, at some point, they, they're they pretty sure he was sterile. Okay, yeah. And he probably knew that he was sterile back then so because of whatever mm-hmm. and was stupid enough to tell his girlfriend that, and she used it, and that's what got her killed because she made fun of him now his lawyer tried to go and this is where it gets real technical his lawyer tried to file for um a voir dire, a, a voir dire, dire, or voir um which basically and i had to look that up to see what that was jurors um it was he wanted the jurors to be questioned to see if they were suitable for service that got denied
0: Suitable for service.
1: Yes. Basically, he wanted to make sure that, I guess, doing what we do now. I mean, we question, you know, would have to you ever said this? Jury? To serve on the jury. But he wanted to actually have a trial to investigate all of the jurors and to question them and to find out if they were suitable. And the judge denied it. Oh. He was like, nope, these are the ones that were paneled. This is what we're going with. They ran the trial. It took the jurors one hour to convict him.
0: Mm. Juror
1: wasn't out long. They convicted him within an hour. And then on September 2nd, 1983, was the day of his execution. Oh. Oh. Now, here, before the execution, this is where I came into it. And I'm gonna tell you how. <laughs> <laughs> the judge, uh, the governor at the time, I think his name. Oh God, I had looked it up and I completely forgot the guy's name. The governor of Mississippi at that time was considering converting. Um. So the the governor was considering converting his life sent or his death sentence to a life sentence
0: okay
1: now his own mother jimmy lee gray's mother verna smith Mm
0: -hmm. came
1: to the court and told them begged them don't give him a life sentence she wanted him executed oh shit she said i love him um he's my son but the jurors made their decision, and I guess they're right. That boy's got demons. And she knew it. She knew it. That's that's intense when the mother. His own mother went to the court and said, executing. <gasps> now, as a 13-year-old girl, and I'm hearing this, and it was on the news and in the newspaper, and all of the adults were talking about it and everything. It was just swarming everywhere about this case and all I could think about is you know in 20 years they're gonna know the name Jimmy Lee Gray no one is gonna remember duressa Jean Scales that girl was three years old you know
0: <laughs> God that poor baby
1: Ugh. and that's exactly what she was she was a baby. She was literally. She was still an infant.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so, and they somebody, I guess in the um, newspaper, they had talked about that people were writing in to the governor, and I just got up on my my soapbox and I'm <laughs> like, i got to write a letter. <laughs> you
0: know what this governor needs. A new As- asshole. That's what
1: he needs. <laughs> I wrote the letter and I don't remember exactly what it said, but it was something to the effect of, you know what? He gets, to, He gets whether it's in prison or not, he's living this life after he killed not one, but two people. Yeah. And we knew about the other one, but we didn't know exactly. I, this. Doing this research, I found out so much information that I did not know. We did know that he had been convicted of, and, and murdered once before and the rumor was that he got paroled off death row oh and i was like but and then i found out doing the research he didn't actually get death with the first one but that's what everybody kept saying he got paroled off a of death row and i said how the fuck do you get paroled off a of death row oh let me tell you <laughs> it's because of overcrowding. But it's death row. I don't care. Kick out the robbers. Kick out the drug dealers. Kick out the whatevers. Yeah. You don't get paroled off death row. That's it. It's, de- it's death row for a reason. Yeah. That you are like the scum of scum. You are the scum that's on between the scum. my toes. <laughs> the scum between my toes that's on the scum's ass. Oh, yeah, let's go. Yeah. You're like the bottom of the barrel. You do not get paroled off a of death row. But doing the research, I found out that, that wasn't Ryan right either. He right. it was 20 to life.
0: But still, which is the same thing. He didn't even serve his minimum 20. Oh,
1: God. He served seven. I know. Um, not even half. That's crazy. So yeah. So I wrote a letter, basically saying, you know, he had this life. <laughs> she did not. And you're, you're trying to decide whether to keep letting him have this life. And at the bottom, I, this I do remember. I wrote, I wrote, I know I'm not old enough to vote. But someday I will be. And you need to, and I wrote in big letters, fry him. Now it was, of course that time again, in my adolescent mind, I'm thinking he electric care. Well, Mississippi wasn't doing electric care. They were doing the gas chamber. Huh? Gas chamber. Oh, my God. So I'm like, find him. And your grandfather almost didn't let me mail the letter. Because he's like, oh, Debbie, Debbie, you can't say that. I'm like, yes, I can. <laughs> Watch me. Wait, Grandma? Or grandpa. Grandpa said, you can't say that. I would not put that at the bottom of the letter that you're going to give to the governor of Mississippi. I'm like, (laughs) yes, I can. And he was like, you need to change it. I went, okay. And then later I went, mom, I'm not going to change it. And she goes, I wouldn't either. So it went went out that way. Oh,
0: my God. I think your memory is, I'm pretty sure Grandma's the one who's like, Daddy, you can't do that. And then Grandpa's like. No.
1: Yeah, no. She, no, your Grandpa did not want me to send that out, saying, fry him.
0: That's so funny. Because Grandpa's Um, like one of the most hardcore.
1: No. Yeah, but it was his daughter saying this.
0: To a governor. I get that part.
1: It was his daughter. And he was telling his daughter. Now, if it had been one of the boys, one of my two brothers please but no he did not want me to mail that letter because I had fry him on there and I told mom I said I want to write it as it is
0: you want to send it yeah
1: I want to send this and she said okay and so we put it in an envelope we found the address we sent it off and I watched her put it in the mailbox one of those that you can't get back right yeah I mailed it and because it was just did you ever hear back no no of course he wasn't answering any of these letters whoa what a shit governor but it just it made me feel better it feels like I was going oh you know and and as it came down yeah he he decided no no I think it was probably his mother going you need to they just cited this. But is also what, the
0: letter from a thirteen year old girl that said, Bitch, I vote soon.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that had a lot of sway.
0: <laughs> well that <laughs> coupled with hundreds of other letters coming in going right. bitch, I vote <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Now the thing that the reason Jimmy Lee Gray is probably still whispered in Mississippi and especially southern Mississippi is not because of the cases or that he was guilty in, but it's because of the way he died. Ooh. So. What did he do? Hold on, hold on. Did he shit himself? No, no, no. But, man, it was karma is a bitch, girl. I'm telling you, karma is a bitch. Oh, did he choke? No. Oh. On September 2nd, 1983, <clears throat> was the day that was finally in of course he went through appeals, he did all of this yeah, stuff, you know. Him. Um, and of course, you go into the death row, you have to. I heard you guys talking about that, and they were like, Why would you appeal it? Because you have to, it's the law. Okay. When somebody's in death row, they have the right to appeal you know it what? so many times.
0: Now that you mention it, I did know that. I did know that you are required um to present your argument
1: yes you are why it shouldn't be this way yes right or new evidence there was something
0: there was somebody i was reading about who refused because they said no i deserve this yeah and i can't for the life of me remember
1: there there's been a couple that just said, look, you know, I'm guilty. I did this. I just want it over with. Yeah,
0: just leave me. Like, I don't want to deal with all of it. Leave me alone. I'm fine where I am. Yeah. And I can't remember who it was I was reading about. But, um, okay, so what, what happened to Greg?
1: Okay, so they bring him down to the death chamber. Um, His last meal was uh, Mexican food, strawberries, and milk.
0: Mexican food? Yeah. How vague.
1: Right. Just, uh, it just said, what are you
0: ruining for me? Is it like tacos? No, no, no. It just said just Mex.
1: He was he ate some Mexican food. So ground beef and
0: with taco seasoning. Maybe sounds good. Let's call okay. it that. Equate <laughs> <laughs> it to spicy dog food and call it
1: an A. right. Right. <laughs>
0: okay. Strawberries um, and what?
1: Um and milk. Oh, weird. He went to. I guess he um he had other siblings. None of them, you know how usually you always see on the movies where they get to talk to their relatives. You know they get to come in, they get to call on the phone. Yeah, no one showed up. Crickets. Mm-hmm. No one Compl- claimed him? No, no. no. Yeah, like um, a bit
0: of a theme with
1: her. <laughs> they chasing. um. They take him in to the death, uh, to the gas chamber. Now, the gas chamber, this is what made Jimmy Lee Gray in Mississippi Jimmy Lee Gray. The stories of.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, they take him into the gas chamber. Later on, they found out that the guy, and I had his name here somewhere, um, the executioner was drunk off his ass. Huh? He was completely drunk. Blitzed. Blitzed. Oh my god.
0: God, this the eighties were fucking wild, dude.
1: I'm telling you. When they went in, he was seated in the death chair and a lever was pulled, which would combine the cyanide capsules with a container of acid. That's okay. what causes the gas gas. The execution process began. Now in the chair, when you think of the gas chamber, there's the cherry. They strap him down. There is also a big metal pipe right behind the chair. Okay. Typically, you would think any moron would say, you got to have a head restraint, something to keep him from flapping around like a fish out of water.
0: What is the pipe? Is that where the gas is being funneled in?
1: Um, I think that's where, if I'm not mistaken, what I've read is that is what also aids to once he's gone. Mm -hmm. It gets rid of the Oh, cleans the air. It's yeah, it cleans okay. the air. So
0: they can go in and extract his <clears>
1: body. <throat> yeah. I got gotcha. you. There was no head restraint.
0: Is there typically? And they just didn't secure it? I I don't know. I remember
1: seeing the pictures. I don't think it was...
0: It's not fashion to have one. No. Okay.
1: Usually it's just somebody, you know, and they, they cough and they may jerk a little bit. Mm-hmm. But his went so wrong that... There was no head restraint. They didn't have him in there. And then when the capsules hit the acid, he began to gasp for breath, which is normal. Okay. He then started trying to gasp for (laughs) breath. He started violently banging his head repeatedly against this metal pole. Oh, shit. This went on for a while. After eight minutes, they cleared the room. Now, this was full of reporters. Yeah. Um, Duress's family. There was nobody there for him. Right. His lawyers. Everybody. They this motherfucker
0: cleared. bashed his own brains in. Right. Oh, my God.
1: There was a total of 15 witnesses present, all watched as he gasped 11 times. They counted them. In eight minutes, 11 times? Yeah. And because, and and that was significant because afterwards the prison tried to say that, oh no, he was dead after two or three minutes. And they're like, no, we heard him moaning and trying to get air. And they counted them 11 times.
0: Okay.
1: And began to moan and vigorously fight against the restraints. He was still alive and suffering eight minutes into the execution.
0: When they cleared the room.
1: They cleared the room. Now, it was written and it's, it's basically on record that he died, you know, after nine minutes. There was no heartbeat. Okay. But <laughs> they kept trying to... Virgin, when it came out, they said two or three. The witnesses said bullshit.
0: So, okay, does the, the fact that the executioner was being drunk... Did that have anything to do with why it went so sideways?
1: I'm thinking, and this is just my own opinion. Um, I'm thinking that there should have been something there to keep him from doing that, but he was drunk, and so it wasn't done. So, or maybe know.
0: there was a miscalculation of of cyanide to acid.
1: Yeah. And yeah. and
0: so it didn't like the the gas that
1: fills the room wasn't as potent? I that would be my guess. Cuz it should not normally from everything I've I've seen whatever everything I've I've tried to research, find in research yeah. it should not take that long. It should be over in less than 5 minutes.
0: Okay, so then that tells me that
1: it probably wasn't strong he enough. He was
0: fighting it and was able to fight it because something went awry. And I guess the fact that they felt the need to report that the executioner was blitzed. Yeah. He probably fucked that shit up.
1: Now, the um, the decision to remove the witnesses from the room while the inmate was still alive <laughs> faced a lot of criticism criticism. And I remember it was, again, just as much as Dressagene Scales and that situation was in the news. This was just as heavy about oops. Yeah, they fucked up. So his lawyer was saying that by doing that, that eliminated important monitoring by attending the the attending journalists and members of the public and relatives and Mm da-da-da. You know, they didn't get to see that final. They didn't
0: get that closure.
1: Prison staff attempted to claim that Grace, after a heart attack and died three minutes after the gas was released. They've already, I mean, they, they put that to bed. They're like, yep, no. Yeah. As it was reported, it was a torturous amount of time to suffocate, but Duress's father came in and said, and this is a quote, Jimmy Lee Gray died banging his head against a steel pole in the gas chamber a painful death even in prison he had been able to talk to breathe or been able to talk to breathe and to laugh and he had taken all of these things from my little girl he didn't have the right to continue living so
0: absolutely dude i would have i would have been happy that or i can't say happy but i can say that i would have found a small bit of solace knowing that the man who took my literal baby's life yeah. for no fucking reason his and execution he got fucked. Yep. He, yep. I mean, he deserved it.
1: And the executioner's name was Thomas Barry Bruce. He was the one that was Get a big Brucey. So, um, there, I do remember when I, I mean, looking at this, there were other things that the and but I couldn't find them this time but the, I there were things that I found years ago when I was like researching like I said this has always kind of followed me mm-hmm. it was my first you know my first big
0: interest in true crime
1: right yeah and <laughs> you know, my putting my fist in the air going you son of a bitch um but there were things that I had found years ago saying that you know the all of the prison guards were just laughing about how it ended up but because of this there were three other gas chamber executions one of them being a woman but because mainly because of the way this one went out they did it was it was shut down
0: yeah
1: it was shut down and now in mississippi it's lethal injection
0: right and i think that's pretty much standard everywhere
1: yeah. Yeah, there were there were three others behind him, but and that was only because they got they got the um judgment before they were able to get rid of the gas chamber. Right. That was mainly um why that's fucking crazy. I can't
0: 7 years overcrowding. Oh my god. Yeah. I don't I don't but So I remember this was your first fascination. Yeah. yeah. With a case. Yeah. And I remember being Oh fuck, I had to have been 6. I I think I was I was 5 and I had, I had just turned 6 cuz this happened on Christmas of 96, I think. And so it was 1996. Yeah. I remember Being, yeah, six and being in like grocery stores and tabloid covers of this gorgeous girl who's literally my age all over the tabloids. And I mean, I I couldn't fucking read yet. I was dumb, but (laughs) I asked you, we were in the grocery store at the checkout line and I asked you who she was and you had said, That her name is Jean Benet, and she was murdered. And just, I don't know what about it or why it wasn't for a six-year-old, like, a terrifying fact. Because it's still unsolved. Yeah. So, obviously, at the time that I was asking these questions, there were no answers. But I'm like, what the fuck happened? And you were telling me that they found her in her home and they don't know who did it. And instead of being, like, terrified and having nightmares, I was like, oh, why? It just,
1: and here we are. <laughs> well, <laughs> not, and not to get off on another case or anything, but it's, I, I think if I'm not mistaken, they finally figured out that... The family didn't have anything to do with it. That there was a um, pedophile in the neighborhood. That you know, which it—I remember it being on the news because—and this is just recently. And I'm thinking, oh my god, those poor parents! Everything you know, they everybody thought they had done it. Everybody thought it was either them or the brother, or it, and here was it wasn't. We know this. It's not close. What are you talking about? Am I going to have to do research on Jean Binet? Mm-hmm. I'm not ready. Right. That's a huge case. I'm not ready. Right <laughs> what are you I, talking about? I I distinctly remember there was something in the news saying that when this was probably couple of years ago
0: because I know that her brother broke his silence for the very first time and did an interview and it was weird yeah, and he, it did not clear up any suspicion
1: no 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 this is actually coming this was coming from this um, was after his interview oh yeah this was what yeah I'm telling you
0: this would have made new I would have to, I'm gonna
1: have to try to find something on it now cuz now it's going to bug me but i know darn well there was something i remember distinctly remembered there was something coming from the the authorities saying that they finally figured out the guy was either in jail or or died but they had figured out that had found or found enough evidence to link back to this guy there's
0: no what, what are you talking about? Are you telling me that there was a pedophile who lived within this the, I don't know, a mile radius within a few blocks of Jean Benet Ramsey's house who was a registered sex offender, pedophile at that, and it didn't
1: ring any red flags. It didn't, nobody thought to look into this. Everybody, and, and I do remember everybody immediately centered in on the family. I never quite understood that. So he
0: wrote that that ransom for the exact amount that her father had gotten a bonus.
1: Like the exact um, amount of her father's bonus. John Mark Carr, an American teacher arrested in Thailand, had admitted to a killing. Jean Benet.
0: That doesn't, ma- that doesn't mean anything. He was not the only one. Ah. Uh, I, listen, look what you've done. Woman, <laughs> you give birth to me and then you drive me crazy my whole life. God damn it. I'm going to have to go do <laughs> a whole fucking research on JonBenet Ramsey. Uh. We're too infantile for that sort of case. We're doing like like this. Local bullshit. Nobody's touched. Now, to be fair, Chelsea Chelsea did do She does her celebrity cases, but that's nothing like this. The notoriety of, like, crime scene, like, crimes. Actual. There's a difference between being famous and then dying under mysterious circumstances. And then there is becoming famous because of the crimes you've committed.
1: I'm, you know, and I don't think it was that this guy just came up and said, hey, I did it. I think it was more of his name kept popping up in the investigation. And when they started looking at the investigation, I don't think they have a solid yes, he did it. But they did find out he is a pedophile. They found him in Thailand and he was doing all kinds of crazy shit with children there. And just, yeah. Oh
0: my God.
1: Um, And I think they had him extradited back here, but i never really heard anything here i do the remember the thailand thing though
0: all right our creepy crime connoisseurs i guess we've got a big one coming to you pretty soon because now i gotta do some fucking research on this i'm pretty sure you're full of shit i'm pretty sure <laughs> that what <laughs> it, it is in the news. i'm just saying that i feel like we still have our usual line of suspects nobody's solved anything but now I have to look into it. I have no choice. What the fuck are you talking about? Oh, God. All right. JonBenet Ramsey. And if I don't get to it, I'm editing all of this out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. All right. So I guess that's a good place to put a pin in it. I don't know. I'm tired. Stick a pin in it. Yeah stick a pin in it (laughs) that feels like maybe that's wrong i don't think that's right (laughs) it's so late i'm so tired y'all we had mardi gras we're still recovering all right so that is all for us today we just want to thank you all for listening obviously we encourage you to reach out to us tell us what you think Obviously, you know that you can reach us on Twitter at Casket Case Pod. We're on Instagram at Casket Case Podcast. Um, and of course, you could always write to us. We've got uh, Gmail at Podcast at Gmail.com. We cannot wait to hear from all of you. Uh, we want to know what you have to say. We encourage you to send us recommendations on. Any of the cases that you find fascinating, let us know what started you on your true c- crime, rabbit hole, fascination, obsession, whatever you want to call it. And we can dive into that one. We love all of you weirdos, so please stay safe out there, and we'll see you in the grave. Bye. Bye.